0: Day, and although it's really ugly outside, it's a beautiful day in the real estate market. All of us are closing deals, and that's a great thing for America. Can we go there? How are you, Nick?
1: Wet. <laughs> wet, wet, okay, wet. It's moving wet everywhere. On. I drove here in an hour and, and a half I told you this
0: is not a wet, time for you wet, to come in wet. and therapy like this is not about like how, wh- what's your day like today, I'm wet Nick? everywhere how are you today I'm taking
1: the day off today
0: okay because you're wet and this you're is the only the thing off. I'm
1: doing today this is the only work I'm doing today so you call
0: this work Nick
1: this is well, yeah, well this is
0: how you earn your money
1: well sometimes I, I'd like to call it work but you know as I sit across from you I remind myself that it's torture at times <laughs> But, hey, we're here. We're doing it. Good
0: morning. Morning. Can somebody say hi to me? Hi. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this is epic, right? Because this is the first time ever that Market Overdrive is going to host a roundtable discussion about real estate. You know why I did this? No. Because we have someone here that has a fan club and we're hoping that all you ladies and gentlemen <laughs> call in because Graco is in the house. Don't be jealous. Hey. I
1: don't know why I'd be <laughs> jealous of Graco Don't be
0: jealous because he's got a fan club. I'm just listening don't.
1: to the conversation. The, the words are coming out of your mouth. I have you know.
0: sunshine. Because Graco's here. Cool. Not you.
1: That's cool. But I'm wet.
0: more importantly, can we please
1: go ahead. Why? You, you criticize every time I introduce a guest, so well, let's, let's see how on. you do it today. Drago
0: Funes, would you please do us the honor of Come introducing on. our feature guest? Know, you
2: know I do a terrible job introducing our guest. Okay,
0: so. would somebody do their job?
1: You, you, I mean, hello. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Why? I'm just gonna say the beautiful. She oh, forgot her hers. name already. No, I didn't. She's like, Parker, I like, she's like She's like nobody wants
1: to introduce me. Why is this? Right. Why is that?
0: I'll be like Jesus Christ.
1: See what it is is this is your second time on the show. What had happened is and what had happened, what happened is, was and when, <laughs> whenever it's someone's second time on the show, we're like, okay, you've been here before. You're we part of we, we yeah. can You're treat you, part you part like we can treat you like one of us now. So I'm welcome cool. back, welcome back, Sylvia Reyes, and. I just don't want to mistake the company, but it's Coal Banker, correct? No. Oh <laughs> my god! He right. is so wrong. Wah, wah, wah. You, uh, haven't,
3: you haven't been briefed. No, ooh. it is not. Briefing
2: time. Berkshire with the Hathaway, portfolio. bro.
0: Yes, Berkshire duh, duh, Hathaway. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> Welcome and congratulations on your move. We will <laughs> miss you because obviously you. the Coal Banker is a family. Our family will miss you. We Thank hope you that you come back much. one day. I'm just kidding. It keep,
3: it, <laughs> <laughs> keep it together, it was, Carla. It was great. I had both. Places are great. This was just, a, it made more sense for me.
0: Love it. Love it. And that's why today we are talking about real estate questions and answers that you may have as a home buyer or a seller. So please make sure that you are checking in your Facebook because we are Facebook Live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. despite traffic and weather conditions that affect my co-host from arriving on time. Nick, do I still have you?
1: It's okay, bro. Yeah, on? I'm just looking at some of the stuff coming in on social media, that's all. Oh, look I'm at here.
0: that. He's multitasking. I'm working, girl. I love it. You're working, You working do it? you, let me do me. I do me all the time. <laughs> so, come <laughs> on, Nick. Do you have any questions for us?
1: Uh, no, not right now. I'm in the middle of running through some other questions. So, go ahead, <laughs> just move on.
0: Love it. Okay, let me go through some of the questions that we've had. Um, Why don't we have
2: Sylvia give a little intro?
0: Yes, Sylvia. Go ahead and do that. An
3: intro.
2: So, tell us about your lavish career. I know it's a <laughs> you're early into your career right now, but tell us yeah, a little I'm bit about where early. you're at right now. You know,
3: this is I'm just under three years. Into being a real estate broker, um, but I feel like I when you know I, I hit the ground running. I have a lot of great contacts. I work with a fantastic team, um, Akko Straub, the group, and um, you know we we help each other. This is um, a constant learning business. In every transaction, you learn something new, and sometimes it's uh, it's really really. Uh, lessons to be learned, you know. You, and that's why I think today's topic is is great. We're going to get a lot of questions, go over questions and answer and answer them, for the for these buyers and sellers, um, common, very common questions. However, um, it's great to touch on them because uh, some people don't know. They think it's a dumb question, you know. You know, should, <coughs> how, You know, should I? What should I do to sell my house? How do I start? Where do, do I, I get yeah, information? exactly. Yes. So this is the place to go. If you listen in today, you can get the ins and outs of your transaction
0: love it. I think it's imperative, especially in this market, because it's different. Um, it's a different marketplace altogether. I mean, just this week alone, I had an incident where I had a property on the market, and we were listed, and you know, we were able to negotiate a, an escalation clause. So a lot of agents are not familiar with an escalation clause, and that's like the key item or negotiating stra- what that is strategy. Well. Yes. An escalation clause is when you submit an offer, and you, there's a bidding war, and so you submit an offer saying, I will give you X amount higher than um, highest... You know, written offer and so of course you're going to request that you see the highest written offer but that's a great way to negotiate a property knowing that your buyer is willing and able and they really want that property and there's no game being played I mean we had seriously like 10 offers on these properties and sometimes that's able to trump everybody that's looking um, to buy that specific property so uh, it's, it's a different marketplace if you're a seller it is the best time to sell I've had properties who are not staying on the market longer than 5 days in some cases the first person who comes into that property is coming in with an offer so it's great time to be a realtor. It's great time to be a seller. For buyers out there, don't despair. But do align yourself with an expert who's going to be able to negotiate on your best best interest. What are your thoughts on the uh, – real well, not the real estate, but the lending world, Nick?
1: hmm
0: Well, Gregor, you were saying mm-hmm. this morning that you had a situation. <laughs> one of your appraisals didn't pan yeah. out, right? That's the
2: biggest to problem. Touch, to touch that's on the escalation, that's exactly yeah. the issue that we're in right now. Yes. Yeah. So my client – Unfortunately, Krakow,
0: can you do me a favor instead of whispering into the mic and making love to the mic? Can you please speak every, up because we can't, can't hear, hear you? No, I'm see, right on our the producer mic. is on. I'm actually I did a good job. Mic. Good thing.
2: Can you guys hear me now? Yes. So, my good. client right now made an offer $5,000 above um, the list price, obviously, to win uh, and have his offer accepted. The problem that we're having now is that the home is not appraising out for you know the offer that was submitted. So we're in a situation now—a situation now where the seller is not willing to negotiate, and he wants the buyer to come in with the difference.
0: Well, let me ask you a question: Was this an FHA buyer?
2: No.
1: So the
0: loan, loan is the appraisal is not stuck with the property. It's not. What no. do you call it? Not stuck, but what's the word? Yeah,
1: there's a case number that attaches to a, yeah. on, an on an FHA loan. An FHA that's, loan, the case number. That's says, not the but, point. What I think what he's trying to say is that this is happening. For me, in 22 years, I've only seen a purchase not appraise out. Maybe twice in 22 years. And but in the last two years, in the last two years, I've seen it like well over 10, 15 times. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a problem and we're having it's with it's happening flips.
1: a lot in today's market because, like you said, you got people putting in escalation clauses or you have people going into a property knowing that it's uh, it's priced well or maybe it's not priced well. well let's it's just seen. the only one left in the building and then people are firing away and putting offers because they need to be there. And then we just can't, we have a hard time appraising them sometimes.
0: Well, here's the deal that's why you have to you know you have to know what you're doing as a listing agent you when you're pricing a property you're going to know that there's a threshold of you know you want to appraise it right it's going to have to appraise out because unless the person that's buying it is a cash buyer that's not going to require an appraisal uh, a buyer is always going to need an appraisal and the property is always going to need to appraise out I want to ask if the real estate agent who was listing the property did they meet the appraiser there that they show comps, did they show lists of items that were upgraded it, it, it,
1: I think it you know that's all one part of the conversation makes sense. But at some point, we're talking about there's files that sometimes hit this complete euphoria of, like, I need to have this house. Right. And then I don't care what the listing agent provided. I don't care what anybody provided. Mm-hmm. It's way over yeah. the appraised value.
0: I mean, Grox, that's a huge so, disparity, though. I'm talking about, like, what I are had you? One, I had one yesterday. What did, did, did you say, rebutto. 289 to 275? I had
1: one thirty five thousand dollars off yesterday. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. $35,000 off
0: yesterday. I 100% guarantee you my property's going to praise out. I'm no. sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. Listen to this. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. We did a rebuttal, okay.
2: right? And we combed through a everything. A counter. Right. A rebuttal on the properties that have sold within the call So you contested one the, a- the appraisal. Yeah. Okay. And they came back with the same price or value on the home. The reason is because the square footage above grade. So, people that, that are out listening right now, keep in mind, mm-hmm. square footage in the basement doesn't count. Okay, so when you're gutting or rehabbing Lord a rehabbing, to the bedrooms, the bedrooms below
0: right. grade, yes, right.
2: Everything above grade is what the county counts as square footage on a home. So in this situation, our appraiser said, and this is a beautiful home. It's been rehabbed. It's nicely done, finished, uh, great area, but it's nine hundred and sixty-five square feet above grade. Obviously, wow. not counting the basement. All the other comparables in the area are eleven hundred square feet and above. So there's no way that this home is going to appraise out for that. And I know someone show, that's flipping
0: a house with two bedrooms above grade and two below grade. I wonder if that person's listening to this I heard it's under show. contract, though. <laughs> yeah, is it really? Yeah. That flip so, is under contract? So,
1: oh, my gosh. <laughs> this ain't the Carla Mina show. It's the Nick <laughs> Flip show. Those things don't sit around. It didn't even do 24 hours, so stop. <laughs> oh, Anyways, my gosh. It was actually sold before it hit. The MLS. But you want to share a story? No. No? Because um, I want to get into the do's and don'ts and stuff to you know most commonly asked questions. So I guess a question that's going to come up for anybody watching or listening is, okay, so if I bought a house, I won the bid, and then it doesn't appraise, should I walk away? Yeah,
2: that's the dilemma my client well, is he, in right now. What what is, that's a negotiations
1: is, the negotiations for the realtor they, to figure out. First well, we, of all,
0: if you're the realtor that's guiding this transaction, you're going to want to analyze whether the property is fair market value. No one is in the game to overpay for something. You're not paying a premium for something. When I use escalation I would, the clause, minute, the minute
1: you hear it's not appraising, You know that you're officially overpaying. Listen
0: to me. Let's go back to the root of the question, right? You said that when we're we're using an escalation clause, you're basically winning a bidding war, but then you're overpaying. There's no such thing as overpaying for a property because if it's not going to appraise out, the minute I see that there's like an insane number where it's not going to appraise out, I tell my clients, this is not the property for you. Because we're always buying with what in mind? Sellability. When I try to resell this, is it going to sell? And who's going to be my target audience when I sell it? If I buy it and it doesn't appraise out, I'm going to be targeting a cash buy that's not going to care but, about praise but, but, but
1: you're but you're not using the term over overpaying correctly We're
0: not overpaying for the something The value
1: of something an is escalation what it's clause does as. not
0: constitute overpaying for something I just want to make sure that we understand that.
1: Okay. So what are you going to tell my client? When the appraisal comes in short.
0: Well, yeah. in that case, I will, look at my, I will look at the buyer's agent and be like, why did you submit an offer for this price? And why didn't you look at those specific comps that you're using to send to the lender now when you wrote this offer?
2: But it's too late now. My client really wants to home. So well, what
0: are we do? Well, she can't have that. Pro- or he or she you're, cannot you're, have you're this property. Not, you're, you're, with you're, the no. you're
1: mixing this all over the no, place. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. How am I mixing it? You're saying you would look at the buyer's agent. If you're the selling agent, if you're the selling agent, and you asked 350 for a house a condo let's just use an example and everybody was bidding on it mm-hmm. and you ended up selling it for 400 let's just make it nice and round numbers and you had multiple 400,000 dollar offers but you took the best one the one with the most down payment or cash or whatever let's say it's not cash but it's it's multiple You're telling me as a selling agent, you're like, oh, no, I can't take that offer now because you you overbid me? As a
0: listing agent, these are two things that you have to do. A, you have to meet the appraiser. You have to show the appraiser all the offers that you have received for this property. You have to show the appraiser all the stuff that has pe- that is currently pending that dictates the market. Because we're changing markets. You're looking at three months of comps that were...
1: Car, you're in denial, dude. What are you, you talking about? You cannot fix that problem when the appraiser says you can contest there's not one comp. It You need to let it go because you're not an appraiser well, in that that's what I'm, They will wait, not sign it. Wait, but you're not letting it. me
0: finish, right? I'm saying that as a listing show agent... Show
1: what you want to show Can them.
0: I speak? Jesus Christo. As a listing agent, right, Sylvia? Yes. Thank you, Sylvia. No, as a (laughs) listing agent, you're supposed to be, if you're going to do this strategy where you're going to underprice something so you can generate multiple offers and then create a a, A a bidding war and Uh then get offers above list price and obviously above fair market value, then you have to create a marketplace for yourself. And seriously, there's been situations in 2010, 2011 where agents were creating a marketplace for their properties when nothing was selling. We were creating trends. Okay,
1: let's go through a scenario here.
0: So the scenario is you 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 meet the price. Great. You show them comps. Excellent. You show them a list of all the repairs because this is a flip, correct? And he
1: he even said thank you for your help, but he walked out the door, right? And then show
0: them a copy of all the contracts and let them know. Have you looked at the comps lately? Do you know what this property is worth? Okay. Now, if it doesn't come up to price,
1: tell me when you're done.
0: When if it doesn't appraise out, (laughs) I'm trying to come in too, but that's okay. Wait a minute. If (laughs) it's if if it's not an FHA deal, which an FHA deal obviously appraises. Oh, the appraisal stuck to the property. Then if it's not, and (laughs) if it's a conventional deal, that and if I was 100% confident, and Grocco, you know I'm good with my comps, right? You're pretty
2: good. Right. Okay. So if yeah,
0: 100% I... confident with my comps, I will kill the deal and go for the next one that's, that's going to give me a better appraiser because maybe the appraiser wasn't from the area and they didn't appraise it correctly. As much as we like to think that appraisals are <laughs> objective, they're very subjective, and you can't and, deny that. And,
1: and as much as you like to think you are an official appraiser, you're still not. <laughs> so after you did your comps and this and that's why I'm going to tell me when you're done. And you shook his hand and said, thank you. And he said, thank you for your help, Carla. I really appreciate you helping me. You're come welcome. Blah, blah, blah. He walks out and he turns around and says, well, it's still worth 370 That's it. It's not that's worth 400 He sticks it to you because his report is the final like answer. Like I said,
0: if that's a conventional you're, buyer you're, and I'm 100% confident I can yield my client higher, you're like $400. you are going to go 400? to another lender
1: with another appraiser yes. and then you do it again. And what Bye. happens when it happens again?
0: Then at that because point, because you're I cry. wrong,
1: it doesn't happen like that. If I, That's I the said reality.
0: I'm 100% confident the property's gonna appraise out, Nick, I'm, much, I'm gonna assure you that I'm gonna have reasons why I'm gonna stick to it. All Listen, right. the market is fierce. I mean, we listed a property for four All and a right. quarter, right? Yeah. I, and Grock's I, I, like, I love did you see?
1: Appraisers, the market is fierce. That works every time. All right, okay, that, whatever. We didn't even get to the so, question. In that, here in that, in that situation, right?
0: If you're a sell, if you're a buyer, and your property doesn't appraise out. That means that you can't buy that property. You so you're saying use walk financing. away,
1: right? Walk away. Go, you have to oh. walk so away. Are we going back That's to the fair. answer to the question finally? Just walk away. The That's- answer to the question is if you find out that it's worth <laughs> less than what you paid for it. You can't buy it. The advice is walk, walk away. away or just eat it. I mean, I bought cars it- that come on the marketplace that have an MSRP here, but it's the only one available. Why do we always go I've with paid, cars with you? Because it's most—it's actually more, more commonly happening. In real estate. It more commonly happens in cars than properties. Disagree with that.
0: In real estate, if the and property doesn't you know appraise out-
1: when you're buying a certain car that they're like, hey, if you want it, he it's, it's $10,000 over the MSRP. That's just it. So you know going in what you're paying for, and you know that you're paying over the price to get it. The you know? problem here yeah. is that the clients don't have Right, the over, so here's
0: you know? the situation. They, have no they can't do it, can't do it. Okay, so guys, let's structure this. If you were the buyer and mm-hmm. your property didn't appraise out, what, what would be their options, Graco?
2: Well, it's like Sylvia just said, you either walk away or you pay over asking what Nick says.
0: And you pay over asking and that still doesn't cover your down payment. You're going to structure it where at the 375 that appraised out, you're going to do the 20% of that 375 and then pay the difference 25,000 yeah, out of okay. So they so you're going to be coming out of
3: pocket you a lot. Be very surprised. An and extra $10,000 in this situation.
0: And sometimes, yeah. and sometimes people they will pay that. So don't be exactly. confused that, you know, go back to your realtor and say, oh, you put me in this predicament. You didn't get your comps right. I mean, I would question that a little bit. But if you're in a situation where you like this property, I mean, some in the area, some areas in Chicago are just ridiculously insane. Yes. Logan Square, seriously, it was crazy. 20 showings in one day, 20 showing requests, right, Lucero? For one property. And I'm just like, I only need that one buyer. So it's a lot of work. <laughs> Lucero's yeah. like, she's yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's shaking her camera. Good, yeah. She's yeah. not even, a show. Yeah. She's yeah. Not even
1: a show. She's <laughs> like, yup, that's yep. <laughs> That's right. a good we example, a, too,
3: Logan Square. We, we do got, have a
0: caller. Really we
1: got a caller sitting around, so why don't we grab the caller?
0: I don't know how to grab the caller. We got to push that button
1: right there on the phone.
0: Hi, Connie. Connie, how are you? Hey, Carla. Good, good. Thank you. How about yourself? That's cool. good, That's good, good. So we decided to have a conversation about, you know, questions and answers that you'd like to uh, ask our Mod Squad. What is your question for today, Connie? Okay, so um, I guess one of my first questions would be just um, capital gain taxes when I'm selling your home. So that was um, that was a huge factor in um, deciding if I wanted to go ahead and um, sell my home. So um, I don't know if I'm, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily very informed as to, what's the protocol or what to expect. So if you guys can go ahead and cover
3: that, that would be great.
0: So specifically, you're selling, you're selling a property and you want to know with the proceeds from the sale of that existing property, what are the capital gains uh, with that sale or if you should reinvest or how does it work to reinvest invest back in the market? Um, I guess, yeah, both questions are great. That in itself, like um, what are the closing costs for the, um, the seller as well? Okay. So your marketing fee is very, it's di- its completely. So we have three questions here. One is what are the costs associated with selling a property? There, You're usually going to incur marketing fees, which is going to be our real estate fees um, that are going to sell your property. And then obviously closing costs associated. I don't want to throw numbers out there because everything is different depending on the brokerage and depending on the realtor. And then your closing costs obviously are going to cover your attorney, title fees, transfer stamps, and all that good stuff. So those numbers, we can't really throw out a number. Can we
1: from a seller standpoint
0: yeah from a seller's point
1: well i mean we can give percentages you know one thing you know and it depends on how you want to look at this if you're a seller you're always looking at your bottom bottom line what do you get to take home at the end of the transaction as far as the net proceeds so a lot of people look at tax credits as a cost i mean the reality is is we all have to pay our property taxes so unfortunately uh if you're in uh, illinois You're always paying your taxes one year in the rear. So, for example, if you just received the tax bill in March, it was actually paying the tax bill for 2016, not 17. So a lot of people have a tendency to forget this as a seller, and you're typically giving a one-year tax credit. So if your taxes are $5,000 a year, you have to give that person buying the property that $5,000 credit. So it's another cost that we forget often, quite often. You know, honestly, I've been buying and selling homes for a long time. I sometimes forget about the tax credit when I'm doing my Mm -hmm. own Algorithm in my head, like, oh Jesus, I forgot I have to give taxes back. But title, I mean, if it's a three, four hundred thousand dollar home, you can expect to pay about three thousand dollars in title. So I
0: would just say, like, marketing fees would be anywhere between five to seven percent, and then uh, closing costs in the high end, closing costs three to four percent.
1: Whoa, whoa, no, no, for closing costs for sellers, no, that's that's high. Your your commissions for realtors, marketing fee is about five percent or six percent, whatever that five to six, seven, right. You got a seven. If you got a seven, you got, go a, you, got a seven you got a, a seven percenter out there. No, we can't, yeah. we can't you can't. quote have, it. If really. you have one of those out there, then you should probably call somebody. <laughs> I can, I can quote it. I can quote it. I'm not a, li- I'm right, not a realtor, it, but I think 7% is a little on the higher side. That's my opinion. Damn. Um,
0: darn it. Don't but
1: <laughs> you know, if you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna get into the other fees. You're gonna probably expect on a four hundred thousand dollar less title report, probably about thirty five hundred dollars in title fees as a seller, and then like I said, you're gonna have to give your tax credits. So. Um, You know, hopefully that gives you an idea of what to expect. Now, she had a question about capital gains. Capital gains. gains. Yeah. So
0: basically, capital gains you will incur if you don't um, move those funds into another real estate investment. So you want to make sure that you reinvest that money back into real estate. Otherwise, you are going mm-hmm. to be assessed at whatever mm-hmm. a tax level you are. So if you're at 20%, 30%, that's going to be your taxable income. Um, but if okay. you reinvest it into real estate, which is something that I highly recommend, mm-hmm. um, is, <laughs> um, then you that you will altogether. not be you, you're not going to get capital gains. You're not going to be hit with capital gains. But of course, I'm not an accountant, so disclosure, um, I would say contact <laughs> your contact Nick and, not, and she's
1: not an appraiser either just so you know. <laughs> you know.
0: I have you know an amazing appraiser. But uh-huh. anyway, thank you so much for your question Connie, and thank you so much for being part of the market overdrive team. And good luck good luck with your sale yes of course thank you mm-hmm. you bet talk to you soon anyway let's go on we had some questions here but i guess my phone was taken away all right lucero what were the questions that we had uh, pulled she's early? officially <laughs> a part of the show today hey lucero, up, hi, lucero. Lucero.
1: you know should we be introducing the other guests here lucero? wait why
0: can't i ask our producer lucero <laughs> 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 questions unless of course you have a question um
1: well sylvia. what are some of the bigger ones that come up sylvia what's the one you hear more times than none
3: From buyers or sellers? Does not matter from buyers? I'd
1: I'd say buyers.
3: Um, They want to know how much either above list price or, and and they're such vague questions because all of these questions are very relative to the market that they're looking, the area, you know. So the biggest question is how much should I offer, you know? Um, And of course, that's my job to do the comps Mm -hmm. and let them know what a good offer would be and if they want to do an escalation clause we have that conversation and i when i do an escalation clause i want them to know first of all like especially when i know what the uh, or not? No, because I'm not an appraiser either. Disclosure. <laughs> but if I believe as realtors, if I want as realtors, right, we give pricing. So we her right. Her so her when I believe, like you know, I don't believe that this will appraise. You know, they're they're telling me that they want to go. They're willing to go maybe ten thousand dollars above list price. Then I want to ask them that question. Okay, well, if it doesn't appraise, because to be honest, I don't think it will appraise. Mm-hmm. Um are you willing to cover that cost yourself? Right. And if uh, they want the house really bad, sometimes, yes, uh, they're willing to take on that cost. Other times they're not. So I would say, well, then let's put the escalation clause maybe only to a few thousand above. Right. You know, Something that, but you have to have that conversation. Yes. And the same Mm -hmm. as when you're with the, uh, on the listing side. You have to have that conversation. Hey, if we get um, an escalation clause coming in, we want to put in that if they have to cover that. Oh, that, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, And I've had situations where I have to explain to my clients, this is a strategy
0: that we're applying. However, let me let you know that the market... C- corrects itself right we're going to have an appraisal come in so if it's i don't care that you get something like two hundred thousand above list price if it's not going to appraise out because it's always going to be fair market value then we're not going to be able to get that buyer sometimes buyers come in at a ridiculous price and if you're if you're selling property right now uh, keep in mind that this is a strategy that people are applying today is where they'll give you a ridiculous offer it's not going to appraise out A and B, they're going to come back and do an inspection and then nickel and dime you during the inspection. So now what I've done is I'm asking them to give me sold as is. So basically, whatever price we negotiate today, it is as is. You're going to do an inspection. You're going to find out what's, you know, whatever repairs are needed, mm-hmm. but we're not going to go back and renegotiate value. So that's one way to cover yourself when you're strategically do, applying these, these um, marketing or negotiating tactics. tactics. Um, yeah. Because, like you said, if you have a savvy uh, realtor like Sylvia that's Going to advise you don't overpay unless, of course, you're you're comfortable with paying a premium for today's market. And unfortunately, this is the kind of market
3: that's going to yield some uh, you know or demand premium. Sure. And then you have th- those really savvy buyers out there and, and investors who know or really feel in their their gut feeling that the home they are buying, and they'll overpay. They'll cover that cost because they feel that that area is either up and coming, it will give it, give it 5, 10 years, and it will surpass what they have paid and what it appraised for at the time.
0: Right. And you're listening to Market Overdrive. We are here to elevate your real estate IQ. We brought in Sylvia Reyes to walk you through the process of negotiating. And, of course, questions and answers with the experts. Uh, The marketplace is not what it was last year and let alone three months ago because God knows everybody's just so, I think, scared about the interest rate hikes that they just want to be under contract. They want to lock down that rate. And that's why it's creating such a frenzy. And in some of the neighborhoods that are more coveted, like, you know, the Logan Square neighborhoods, Albany Park, it's crazy, edgewater. Andersonville I mean those are I'm not like steering anybody but those are the neighborhoods that are not letting anything sit on the market for less than five days per se so talk to your expert and ask him what is the average market time for these properties and if something staying good question yeah. longer than the average market time that may be something that you can negotiate and you may be able to get you know a good deal but I don't think this is the right market for a shiny penny there's like no shiny pennies right now
1: okay. what's another do-and-don't
3: This is a question for
2: Graco and Nick. What other loans are available other than FHA and conventional, if any? Well, what's his name,
0: Terry? Terry asks, what other loans are available other than FHA or conventional, if any?
2: So if you're a veteran, Terry, you qualify for the Veterans veterans Program. Those programs are amazing because uh, there's zero down payment and they don't carry any mortgage insurance. Uh, There's other programs that we have uh, which we call portfolio
1: loans for technically that's classified as conventional conventional okay yeah essentially anything outside of you know All right. government stuff is so conventional.
2: those loans are for a uh, challenge credit so if you have a situation where your credit score is just not where it needs to be um or if you have a situation where for some reason you can't verify your income uh in the manner which you filed your your tax returns we can do a a bank statement program where we take an average of the last 12 months. In some cases uh, we can do two-year average of bank deposits and use that as your qualifying income. So it's just a matter of taking a peek at your documentation to see where you your loan program yeah, I'm lies wondering,
3: I'm sorry to ju- interject, but I'm wondering if that question may be because sometimes they think um, that the specific type of loan um, could be confused with the different products that you have. So yeah, I think, I think that's like a...
1: Government loan, FHA being low money down, and then conventional being great credit. Right, right, right. That's not Not what conventional necessarily means. Conventional is kind of like everything outside of government loans. Um, And there's even programs now, they're opening them up. There's more and more programs coming out daily, but there's, um, you you know, you could have had a bankruptcy literally two days ago Mm -hmm. and still qualified to buy buy a house now. I mean, you're going to need a sizable down payment. Sure. Um, You know. But a, I, I think that up. that
3: could be, and I'm, I don't want to speak for, for Terry, but um, just to touch a little bit and elaborate more on that is I think maybe that's um, just to go into some of the sure. other products if you want to.
2: Call me, Terry, 773-520-4930. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some great
0: products that, that i just Terry? learned about, yeah. Uh, one question that's arising in the market specifically now where a lot of landlords who were holding properties um, as rental because they weren't able to sell before, there wasn't enough equity, well, they put tenants in place in those properties, but now the market is actually going to yield a higher return, so now they're able to sell um, and get liquidate that property, you know, condo or townhouse that they couldn't sell at that point, and well, the case is now that tenants are still occupying that property. What are the showing uh, requirements when tenants, you know, are in those properties? How do you show and how do you coordinate those showing, Sylvia?
3: That's really difficult. Um, I'm dealing with that somewhat right now. I'm, I'm looking for... And how for, does that make you feel? <laughs> right? I'm so sad. Please. I've been looking for some buildings for a few clients. And um, so if you're listening out there and you're selling, please give me a call. I need a, I need a <laughs> building. Um, it's uh, very hard to coordinate. But if you can get at least... Um, so what are the guidelines? What are the uh, landlord rights or tenant rights Well, per se? I believe, you know, 24 hours notice um, at least, but even they, the, the tenant can still refuse, you know. So you want to mm-hmm. just, you want to try to, I've gone in just and knocked on the door and asked myself, can, but not for the day, you okay. know, for a time in the future, just so we have a personal relationship. So you're representing the buyer or the, the seller? Buyer, okay, the buyer, the buyer. Ooh, yeah <laughs> no i've gotten permission okay good yeah, I've gotten i was permission. like oh you just gave me a heart yeah. attack no, no 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 i would never do that just yeah get permission can i go in and you know try to talk to somebody and of course i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not trying to get in that day right just coordinate some day
2: she's the aggressive next week or, she wants to so. get the deal done sure what I do you, sure. you, you, you know do, what do what do you do because i have that situation right now with one of my properties uh-huh. i have a tenant and trying to sell um It is 48 hours just for the courtesy of him, and it's on the listing sheet. So every agent that calls understands that it's going to be 48 hours for the tenant to give us permission. Look at you go. And then we do an open house on one particular day on a weekend. So that way we're not too intrusive to the tenant, and then we can have masses of people come on one day to create a frenzy.
0: Right. So I, I agree. I think that those are really great strategies. You're kind of quiet today. That's it's kind of right. scary because he's <laughs> over there like.
1: <laughs> I'm just listening. Tips and You're, tricks. Wow. I want to learn something. Anyway, I want to learn something. Okay.
0: Here's the, what we recommend. Um, we recommend that you apply the in Chicago, right, because we're a Chicago show um Landlord tenant ordinance summary dictates that you give your tenants 24 to 48 hour notice, uh, 30 days uh, notice, and 60 day notice of the intent to sell. So you're not going to renew that lease. Um, But if you're going to, the way we structure those showings, like Rocco said, is ask the tenant, you know, what are the dates that work for you? Give me a morning date and then give me an evening date and then one weekend, one day out of the weekend for showings. Obviously, this is an inconvenience to everybody. We understand it. But trust me, buyers are not going to wait for your tenant to make make themselves available. Uh, They're out out there, but they're really hungry and they're going to be knocking down the doors. I mean, we put, had a property on the market and it was sick how many people just wanted to see it. And agents were yelling at me like, you have the right to show this property. Give them 48 hour notice. And you know, we're trying to keep two relationships going, totally, right? We're trying to maintain totally. our selling situ- relationship as well as our tenants relationship because they're paying rent for this property. Yeah, that is So their, their let's be courteous. Um, Yeah, so I wouldn't advise you to go knock on doors because that just upsets tenants, especially if they're getting mm-hmm. a lot of demand which they are in this market uh, but for sure 24 to 48 hour notice now if they don't agree to those rules then then at that point then you do go ahead and abide by it and you know go and show give them 24 to 48 hour notice and you're allowed to go in that property um, just be careful right you want to maintain that relationship because if you don't get, maintain that relationship closing can be very difficult remember you're still gonna to have to host that one hour two hour inspection you're mm-hmm. still gonna to have to host that appraisal so if you don't have a good relationship with your tenant All those things can go south. And also, when you're doing the showings, you know, things can come up like, oh, did you know that the toilet doesn't work? Did you know the sink is broken? So (laughs) maintain those relationships because it's going to help you in negotiations. Why are you laughing, Nick?
1: I'm just a happy person. (laughs) (laughs) What's another question? It's
0: not that happy face. It's more of that common questions,
1: home buyers and sellers. What do you
0: have for for lending perspective? I think the most
1: common one here. I, I actually did it to. I just recently sold a proper, put a house on the market and I, I actually caught myself doing this. I think if I catch myself doing this, everybody's gotta be doing this. It's like overpricing just to see if it happens. How many sellers, you know, you tell them, you know, I think your house is worth two fifty, that's a good price to list it at. And you're like, well, why don't we just try two seventy to see if some That's what Carlos see if some jackass comes by <laughs> and pay, <laughs> pays two seventy. Kacko, you, you act know, like myself doesn't work. I, I literally almost caught myself doing it. Yeah. Myself. And and I know better, but this is a very common seller question. Well, if you think it's worth only two fifty, Carla or Sylvia, why don't you just list it at three hundred and see if somebody comes by and does it? What's it gonna hurt?
3: Overpricing? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: It's no, a yeah. very common, very it is. it's probably it is. the <laughs> ultimate
1: common <laughs> seller's question. Because, well do you wanna know
3: why? Yeah. What go I ahead. believe is I believe that they they take to heart what um a lot of the um like Zillow and Trulia... What they ah, have another curse word you know ah, <laughs> oh, sorry but they take to heart what they what it says their home is valued at and then there's a difference between your assessed value and mm-hmm. your market value and they don't get that either they think that just because your home is assessed at a certain value that that's what the home should sell for but market value is totally different that is mm-hmm. what's going on and what's selling in your area the assessed value is just what your home
1: I don't know if that's a Zillow truly a thing though that's been going on way before Zillow was ever created
3: but so no, when been, you
1: have all been this like, data hey, at if you, your if you, if you throw, this fi- throw this fishnet out there, if we catch a heck of a lobster instead of some shrimp, let's grab it.
3: You mean to tell me you haven't had anybody that's been on you- for a
1: hundred years? Yes, but
3: now that you have the uh, data right in front of your face, easy, you know, at your fingertips, mm-hmm. they—it's um, all the time, all the time. I especially with well, with both buyers and sellers. They'll look at I'm not gonna put this Zillow, the Zestimate says that I should only be paying three twenty, but it's listed at four fifteen.
1: I think Because that, they
3: don't take in all of
1: I think a lot of the digital info out there is is creating a new age of a pro, of problems. Totally but my point is that this particular comment from a seller has been going on way before the internet exists, existed. It's not like it's new because of Zillow, it's been around forever. Well, that's why just not, a personal if you opinion think, if you that think, they think their home if is... If you think it's worth 250 why don't we just list it for 300 and see if we catch a fish? This is the attitude then, of that sure, seller, so why don't you, you do have,
3: it? Because if you have a... Personally, I don't think I would take that listing. Well, if I <clears> have a seller who's mm-hmm. very adamant, on lo- way overpricing it, why do I want to take that on Cause if, you for look, my record?
1: Because you look bad taking it on.
3: I'm not going to take on something that's going to sit. Yeah, so that's a com- waste of time. It's going to give it. me a bad record. And right. if somebody looks up my record and they say, what? She had this. What's- why would she price it? That? Yeah.
0: And so it's the, not even so about that. A lot of it, it, a lot of sellers want, don't want to leave any money on the table. Right. That's so a yeah. long story. Like, well, I think it's worth this. And if the market's so great, you're telling me it's spring market. Rates are going up and all these buyers want to buy. Then I have a property and they're going to give me premium. Well, again, going back to the situation of price value, I can get you $400,000 above list. Price, but if it's not gonna praise out, we have we don't have a deal. Yeah, that too. And the chances of somebody paying cash for them are what fifteen percent buyer marketplace is gonna be cash, and then the other is low they're gonna be coming in with the loan. So it's unrealistic. You know, so let's not even have that conversation. Bottom
3: line, you go to, to your client, your seller, with your arsenal of information. Everything on paper. Right. So you can show the numbers. You've crunched the numbers, everything makes sense to you. And Try to get them on your side and see it your way. That you it's educating them, right? Totally. Consulting them and on the comps. You we don't make the market. Best... We're just interpreting that, not the the numbers. And you have their best interest at heart. They have to understand that.
1: So the answer to this person with this thought process is don't, don't do waste it.
0: your time because even though it's a hot market, you still want to be realistic. If you're going to sell today, you're going to generate the the the, uh, the flip side is when someone says, Why are you underpricing, right? And it's yeah. like again, real estate is a what? A commodity. <laughs> <laughs> I am just kidding. What Nick. did
1: she say that one show? It's not an object. It's not an object. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commodity. Well, what is it then? It's, it's gonna praise out. It's
0: gonna yield multiple offers and you're gonna get multiple <laughs> offers. So it's gonna get what it's worth. It's so not it's not an object. How was that pricing strategy for you, you with your sold in yeah, one day? Sold tricky. in negative days, Nick, on your property. I,
1: I was just thinking about selling it. Sold. <laughs> put it on market.
0: I was thinking of putting it on the market. And like, it is sold. Oh,
1: sold. Forget it. <laughs> I'm thinking about hey now. guys,
0: it's a great time for sellers out there. Please list your properties. We are dying. We're hungry. Like Sylvia said, everybody wants a two-flat. Everybody wants a single-family. Everybody, everybody wants just something, right? Yeah. So great time. And for you it buyers, don't despair. I mean, just be strategic about what you're doing. And obviously, real estate is an appreciating asset. So it, over time, but don't overpay for it because it's going to take you some time to get that return right um just be conservative right I, I i'm always on the conservative side but don't get yourself into a situation you're not going to be able to get yourself out later because
1: such a conflicting comment though don't overpay for it what is it worth yeah overprice <laughs> appraised values oh god I think worth the the end of the day, you Nick. know it well it's conflicting we're over here saying you know you're gonna have to go Above and beyond the listing price because there's a bidding war. If it's strategic. It, it if it's
0: strategic so that way because it, it a lot hap- of people price it, it that way, Nick.
1: It happens is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, and then the appraiser comes in and says it's not worth that much. Darn those appraisers. And then, you know, am I getting ripped off or am I not? But fundamentally, I, I, heard, I learned this about 18, 19 years ago from somebody. It's worth whatever you want to pay for it. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Totally. Yep. The
1: yep.
0: difference. Yep.
1: So and you're like, am yeah, I getting robbed? It? Am I this? Yeah. Am I that? It's like, no, it's worth whatever. So if you absolutely want to live in this suburb because of the school district mm-hmm. and you know that you're paying ten or $15,000 above the asking price and the appraiser is saying this is above 10000 $10, or $15,000 above true market value, is it really about the house now or the school system? Is it about the park across the street? There's other things that make you want this house. Exactly. So now it's worth whatever you want to pay for it.
0: And in some situations, also, there aren't any comps. Like I'm doing a deal last night, 10 o'clock at night. We were negotiating this buy. at Evergreen Park. There's no comps for a two-flat because everything in that marketplace is single families. So we couldn't find anything in 24 months that had sold in the, in the two-flat category. So what I told my buyer is that the difference is going to be what you're willing to pay for and what the seller is willing to sell it for today. And, you know, it was actually a really, really good deal. Um, because there weren't any comps, and the other comp—I mean, just to give you the numbers—it was crazy. It was like hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars two flat, right? It needs work, uh, but then the uh, the most recent sale was for one ninety-nine. So how do you comp that out? And then a foreclosure that sold for one thirty-six. Oh, so a foreclosure—it yeah. was like there's such a disparity between numbers. So I was like, let's just give them list price because at this point, this is a really good deal, and you don't want to start competing with these investors who are going to be making cash offers and. You know, hopefully today by now we should have good news on it. But you have to be out there. You have to be under. You have to understand the market and just be a little bit aggressive. Any words of wisdoms before we part, guys? Any questions or answers or any advice that you want to
3: give our listeners today? Sylvia, you want to start? Let's see. You know, just uh, especially for first time home buyers, and maybe some of these questions seemed a little bit. um, uh, What's the word? Not difficult, but something understand. Intrinsic, under- like just. And, yeah. And, and um, for, for first time home buyers, um, make sure you have a realtor that knows what they're doing. And a way to figure that out is um, referrals. Ask your neighbor who they used and if they were happy with them. Um, Good call. Yeah. yeah. And um, a whole team of people that can answer your questions. Love it. Great advice. Crocs?
2: Do some homework. Right, um, my clients that we talked about earlier today, I uh, just got a text message that they are going to move forward with this really? house regardless. Wow! And it's it's exactly what Nick just said. Wow. What are what they is willing, it worth? To you? What is it worth? Wow. To you? Wow! Um, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> and the school district is. I have, worth, Good for them. Yeah. You know, Good I'm gonna ra- I'm gonna wrap up with a really odd scenario here. I have a buyer buying a nice home, and i not. I don't want to give out details because they might be watching. Um, <laughs> she's an agent. She's an actual agent herself, the buyer. Okay, she's putting the offer down, and it's the one that came thirty grand over price. Hmm. Go figure that one out. So
0: she's going to pay thirty out of pocket.
1: She needs this house.
0: Yeah. Well, it's you know, as well, realtors, we, we, we understand the market. Though we contacted the, market, the
1: selling side, and we were working that whole issue mm-hmm. through a little bit, but it's still going to be over appraised value. Mm-hmm. And is she crazy? No. She literally needs this she house for yeah. a lot of yeah. reasons. Right. This is an actual agent She'll make that's it up paying over the value. <laughs> and she knew going in, this might be tough, but I really want this house. I'm like, okay, you're the agent. I don't know. What am I going to do? Yell yeah. at them? I, I can't say, well, who's we need your agent? A, we need to get an appraiser <laughs> in the
0: studio to kind of yeah. like pick their brains about what's going on in the marketplace. But you've been listening to Market Overdrive. We're here every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you for sharing our information with your friends and family. Don't forget to go on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also follow us on Instagram and um, LinkedIn and, of course, marketoverdrive.com. When are we having that website up and running, Mr. Mabadi?
1: I think it might be up. Is it really? <laughs> I think it might be up. It's, it's, it's not free market. not think even... It might be uh, tomorrow or next week. Awesome. Next week's show. Well, yeah. we
0: can't wait for you to check out our new website because a lot, lot of uh, new cool gadgets in place on our website. But for sure, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Facebook Live at Carlamina Market Overdrive, and um, it's a pleasure hanging out with you every Wednesday. Of course, Sylvia. Awesome hanging out with you. You too. I have had fun just like last time so Yay. thank you
3: thank you so much crocs your
0: fan club did not respond i think they were all sleeping
2: yeah
1: rainy day
0: rainy day nick not so much you <laughs> all right. yeah. let's can you close this out
1: it is closed you're still here bye 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 yeah. it's over we'll see you next wednesday 10 a.m Ciao, guys.